Welcome to the Boosting Business Breakthroughs podcast, where coaches gain the confidence, motivation, and expertise to make their next business breakthrough. I am your host, Lori Young, certified master marketer, business growth coach, and all-around truth teller. Breakthroughs can come with flashes of absolute clarity, sudden shifts in mindset, learning new skills, changes in habits, or anything else that changes the course of your coaching business. So if you're ready to be inspired and break through to your next level of growth, let's go. Welcome to episode eight. Uh, Today we are going to be talking about the three phases of hiring the right VA. And this is really, really important as a coach, because if you are going to scale your business, eventually you're going to have to take off some of the hats that you've been wearing in the beginning of your business and actually hire uh, someone to help you. And normally, I, you know, it can be different for every coach, but normally the first hire that's ever made um, in your coaching business is a VA. I have a really special guest with me uh, today. Her name is Melissa. I'm going to formally introduce you guys, but I want to tell you just a little bit about how I met uh, Melissa. So back in 2016, which is when I started my business, I happened to be an OBM at the time, and I was kind of doing all of the things for coaches. I was doing marketing, operations, financials, like anything that a coach needed in their business, I was doing that. And I had no clients, (laughs) but Melissa uh, introduced me to my very first client. His name is Randy, and we are still in touch today. So I feel like Melissa was like literally like the catalyst for starting my business. Um, So I'm forever grateful that you are here today. And it's just really cool. We've never met in person like this. And so it's really cool to just be face-to-face and getting an opportunity to uh, collaborate together. Yeah, it's awesome for me as well. Yeah. So let me introduce um, Melissa formally. Uh, She's got extremely impressive uh, background. So Melissa Smith is the founder and CEO of the Association of Virtual Assistants and the PVA, a firm that matches clients with the right virtual assistants. She is also the best-selling author of two books, hire the right virtual assistant, and become a successful virtual assistant. Additionally, Melissa also mentors for Remote How Academy, the first global online education and individual certification program. Drawing from her experience while working on five different continents, Melissa truly understands how to operate a successful virtual business. Melissa has been featured by ABC, NBC, CBS, Entrepreneur, Forbes, U.S. Chamber of Commerce, U.S. News and World Report. Most recently, Melissa was named Top Virtual Assistant Consultant of the Year, a Top 10 Most Inspiring Women in Business 2022, one of the Top 100 Dynamic Leaders, and a Trailblazing Female Entrepreneur to Watch in 2021. So, wow, like you have a very, very impressive uh, resume. Tell me your story. Like, how did you how did you get to where you are today? Kind of where did you start and how did you get here? Well, I mean, this was not my goal or or dream for sure. Okay. I said I never wanted to own my own business. Mm -hmm. I thought it was horrible and I would never do it. 
And I grew up in the restaurant and construction business. And I thought that's terrible. Like I, I worked that, I lived that life. We had uh, vacations around it or lack of vacations because of it. You know, restaurants open on holidays. So we're there and the family comes to meet you there and um, construction. It was like, well, you got to go. Like this is the work and everyone's always behind. You don't have a, a say. Right. And I thought that sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want anything to do with that. But then in 2012, my husband committed suicide and everything changed. Wow. So I was, I wanted to be an assistant. I was an executive assistant. My mom was an executive assistant. I went to secretary school. Like this was what I wanted to be. And I was doing that thing. And I was actually three days into a brand new job mm-hmm. um, when everything happened. And that just started a, a chain of events. So I was, I'm originally from California, but I was living in Georgia at the time. So mm-hmm. I was living in Georgia. I stayed for a year and then I moved back to my hometown in California. Um, I had a job that I loved. I thought I was going to be there forever. Their retention rate was on the, in the average of 20 plus years. So I thought I'm going to be one of those 20 plus people because this is a great place to work. I love it. I love what I'm doing. I love the people. Mm-hmm. And I was there for less than a year mm-hmm. because then my daughter came to me and said, you know, th- I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to be a senior in high school. I want to go back home to Georgia. I want to graduate with my friends. And I knew I had to give that to her. Okay. So I went into my boss to give my two weeks notice. And he said, we don't want to lose you. How can we keep you? Mm. And I thought, well, I could do most of what I do virtually. I don't have to be here in the office. And he said, okay, let's do that. Okay. So then I started working virtually and we had signed contracts every year. So the idea was I was going to work virtually until I went back and then I started doing it for a little while and I thought, you know, I wonder if I could do this for myself. And so I sent the contract back unsigned. I told them I would finish out my current contract and then I was going to start my own business. And they were so supportive and they said, you know, thank you for finishing out your contract. We support you. You will always have a job with us. And then, you know, I started my business. And that was in what year? That was in 2014. 2014. Okay. Wow. So you started as a virtual assistant and, and you built your business from there. Yes. So I was really like unprepared to start a business. I mean, that's putting it mildly. So I often say that first year (laughs) business is a joke. I can only laugh about now. Right. Right. And I knew how to provide service but I didn't know how to run a business. I didn't know how to get clients. I didn't know who a right client was for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything was just so abstract and I was doing a lot of networking and meeting a lot of people and educating on virtual assistants, what we do, how we could help them. And at the end of the conversation that I would say, great, can I hire you? And I would say, no. And they would look at me like I was crazy, but I would tell them, I'm just not that type of VA. You know, because I might have been able to do the work, but I couldn't do it any better than they were doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have broken one of my deal breakers. Like There was just like so many reasons. Um, a lot of times I couldn't do work. Like I'm not tech savvy at all. And I don't want to uh, I don't want to learn technology. Like it's okay. not even on my list of things ever to do. OK, so, you know, they would say, well, where does one find that type of VA? Mm-hmm. And I thought, gosh, I know tons of people. So I began making introductions like that. And it was a year into it before I thought, you know, I wonder if someone would pay me to do this. So I tried it and they did. And that's how I started matchmaking. 
Wow. That's cool. And so that's what you do now uh, is just tell me a little bit about, uh, about your business. Yes. So I match clients to the right virtual assistant based on communication strategy and ideal client fit. So communication okay. strategy for the client in their manner, their medium, their tone, their verbiage, it has to be super simple or else they won't do it. And then they feel like virtual assistance isn't working. Right. The ideal client fit is for the VA. And sometimes that's an OBM. Sometimes it's, you know, a non-traditional uh, title or role. Um, but they should think like, wow, I get to work with this person. This is exactly the type of work that I love doing for exactly the type of person I love doing it for. Right. And then based on those two pillars, I have a 98% successful match rate. And many wow. of my clients have been working with their VAs for four, five, six, seven, even eight years now. Wow. Um, it's been really great, but you know, there's a business model in that. So unlike a lot of other companies, I'm not an agency. I can't attract the best talent if I had an agency, because mm -hmm. then I would only be able to pay the VA so much in order to make a profit, right. which eliminates right off the bat, the best people. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and then, you know, it doesn't serve my clients because they won't have the retention. They won't have the best person doing it. And so when I first started out, people told me that's a horrible business model. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. Like you're never going to make it. This is awful. Like there's no recurring revenue. What are you doing? And it's so funny all these years later, everyone says, oh my gosh, that's so brilliant. That's what a great idea. Oh my gosh. Why has no one, you know, thought of this right. before? Um, but yeah, well, it's it works, been, in, the, it works in the dating world. So why wouldn't it work yeah. in the business world? Right. I mean, I know because I have been the recipient of clients who have come to me after several, several failed VAs. Mm -hmm. So I know, and I, myself, I, I run an agency, so I know what it's like to hire quality talent or to get subpar talent and have to let them go and rehire again. So it's not mm -hmm easy and it's definitely a service that's needed for sure. So tell yeah. me what is like, what's your superpower? Like what like really makes you stand out and makes you good at what you do? You know, my superpower is that I love doing it. Mm -hmm. it. It really is. I am in a space because I also do remote work consulting and, and from traveling, you know, people come to me for hiring and advice mm -hmm. and tips and, you know, I think people get to a point when they they don't love it mm -hmm. and they're not really looking for that win-win situation. They're right. not like I take on every search as a scavenger hunt. Mm -hmm. And it's like, where's this person at? Where's my where's my diamond in the rough? Right. And I really have a good time doing it. It's not like I just post it out there and that's it. Like right. I am scouring places. I'm looking at things and then um, you know, I, I'm not quick to dismiss people. There are some things that I'll be quick to say, but if someone comes to me and they say, I think that I would be perfect for this job. This is my dream job. And I don't see that on their resume. I don't see it on their LinkedIn profile. I don't see it on their website. I'll go back and I'll ask them, what am I missing? Like, why isn't this where I can see it? Right. Like, what, what can you tell me? Right. And I, I've gone on and I've been able to match people that have had the wrong type of profiles and have had the wrong type of things. And many times the client would say, I don't want to interview this person. 
And I would say, but trust me and interview this person. Right. And they'll say, why? And I said, well, I can't tell you because I'm not, I can't, I can't anchor you anywhere. Every candidate has to have the same kind of experience going in and you should have the same type of excitement interviewing each person. So I can't tell you, but just trust me. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets the same questions, you know, opportunity to answer the same questions. And oftentimes a client would come back and said, you know, what? I would have never, never even interviewed that person, but right. they're hands down the person that I want to hire. Yeah. That's so common. Like of people like looking at a resume and just completely like dismissing somebody just based on the words on a resume. And it's often mm-hmm. so misleading. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so this podcast, uh, as you know, is all about like boosting business breakthroughs. So one of the questions I always ask every uh, guest is, tell me about a business breakthrough that you had that changed the course of your business? Well, I'm going to say two things. So one, I definitely wouldn't still be in business if I didn't hire a coach. Okay. I I mean, I was going down in in flames and, you know, you could say, and a lot of people say, but I don't even, I don't have any, I don't have money to hire a coach. I'm not making any money. How can, you know, I do that. I have to wait till I have money. And then I'm like, well, if I don't do it, I won't be in business. Right. Like if I'm going to go down, like I'm going to go down swinging, I'm going to make sure I have done everything in my power to make this work because I want this to work. I need this to work. Right. And so, you know, frankly, I just wouldn't have had the time to have another breakthrough if I didn't hire the coach. Okay. It just wouldn't be possible. Okay. After that, you know, here I am, I'm, I'm making money, I have packages, I'm doing pricing and, you know, all the things that she's really helped me with. And she's really changing my mindset. She's mm-hmm. bringing things to my attention. And, you know, I, it just gives you more time, like making money, having money come in gives you time to think and space to think. Mm-hmm. And I just, one day I was like, wow, why do I meet everyone else's client, but my own? Right. Because at this point, I wasn't charging to map. No one was doing what I was doing. I didn't want to create an agency model. And in my mind, I couldn't envision something just slightly different because okay. all I could focus on was I don't want an agency. I don't want to manage people. Like I am not an OBM, right? right. I'm not a manager of people, processes, and systems. It's mm-hmm. not what I do. Right. And I couldn't see something to the side. No one else was doing it. And then I just had this, you know, moment of, well, what if someone would pay me just to do what I've been doing? Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. Like, I'll just try it. And so I had a conversation with a potential client and he, all the things he was listing were the things that I could totally do. And I could see him losing interest. Mm-hmm. I could see it on his face. This was like an in-person event. Mm-hmm. And so I said, let me ask you a question. Like you've told me what you need to do in your business. Like what have you wanted to do in your business, but you haven't. Mm -hmm. And then he listed something and got really excited. And it's something that I didn't do. And I said, okay, so what if I found you that person? Is that something that you would pay for? And he's like, oh yeah, I would totally pay for you to find me somebody. Mm -hmm. And that, that's what really started it like that right there. And so when I coach VAs, one of the first things I asked them is, what 
is something that you do that you've done for free or when people ask you like what you charge, you're like, it's so easy. I wouldn't even know what to charge. Mm -hmm. right. That's your gold mine. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the place where you should be. And in my mind, you know, I was thinking I'm a hard worker. I was like the best employee ever. Right. But when I think about it, it was work ethic. My work wasn't so hard and so challenging that I like racked my brain every single day trying to figure out how I was going to make things work. That wasn't it. Mm -hmm. So why should my, why should my own business be so hard? But right. it didn't occur to me. Right. Yeah. It's funny because like we often think something that comes so naturally for us, we mm -hmm. often think that everybody knows how to do this. Like, yeah. you know, this is something that everyone knows how to do. Like, why would anybody pay me to do this? Because this is just too easy. And oftentimes we don't even recognize what is so easy to us. Like for me, I think it's, it's managing people like managing clients, managing team. It's something that I love to do. And it's so easy for me, but there's other people like, oh my gosh, like I would hate doing that. Like my website designer, she is, um, she's great at what she does, but she's like, I'm so glad that you're managing the clients because it's not something that I want to do. And to me, it's like, oh, that's the fun part. <laughs> it's right. Like, you know? <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. Um, mm -hmm. so let's just dive into what we are here to talk about which is this three phases of hiring the right uh, virtual assistant in your business. I'm going to give the floor to you. I'll ask questions if I, if I, you know, something comes to my mind, but I just want to uh, have you share because this is your expertise. Yeah. So the first part is really determining what you want. Mm -hmm. And so often people come to me and say, what can a VA do? Like, that's the wrong question to be asking. Mm -hmm. You should be asking yourself, what do I want this person to do? Okay. Like, if you could wave a magic wand, what would it be? And oftentimes, people are like, you know, they read an article, they spoke to a colleague, and they'll say, you know, their VA does this and that. And yeah, like, I can see that. But, you know, it's something that they're excited about. Mm -hmm. And like, you don't have to do that. Like, yes, those are services and offerings. But if that's not going to have, like the the greatest impact on your business if you're not going to be excited about that then don't start there like you may right. end up getting to a point where you need to be there which is fine but don't start there like when you hire someone especially that first va it should be exciting you should be like mm -hmm. oh my goodness i can't wait to get this off my plate right for me my first hire was a bookkeeper mm. oh my gosh like just get this off my plate don't make me do this now or ever um and it was exciting Right. Right. A lot of people hire and they're like, oh, I just don't know if I want to spend money on it. Like I could do it myself. Like if that's your if that's how you feel about it, like probably not your it's probably not the first hire like you should be person you should be hiring. How do you like how do you tell how do you advise like your clients on how to determine what it is that they want like taken off their plates? So I'll ask them, if you had one more hour in the day, what would you do with it? Mm -hmm. And then I'll ask them, what's something in your business that you wanted to implement, but haven't? Okay. And that's typically the thing. 
So some clients come in and say, I need this. Like, I'm excited to hire this person. This is like well overdue. But needing something and then knowing that you should hire someone and you're like, yeah, I'm kind of managing it now. I, I don't have a lot of sleep sometimes. I'm mostly productive. Sometimes I have to do my work on vacation. Like those, that's, those are the perfect time to hire, right? Mm -hmm. Most people come to me and they're just like, I need help like yesterday. Okay. I'm drowning here. That's actually not the perfect time to hire. <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> okay. The perfect time to hire is before you need someone. Yes, absolutely. You get a chance to then, you know, have that working rhythm down, understand what good likes, have proper onboarding. I just don't care how great of the person like I'm going to match you with. Everybody deserves to be onboarded. Yes. Agreed. Period. Agreed. I've always been mm -hmm. like hire before I mm -hmm. actually need them because I'm anticipating a need in the future. Like I just mm -hmm. hired an additional copywriter and it's like. Mm -hmm. My current copywriter could handle all of the business, but I started thinking, what if client, uh, you know, new client A and new client B came on, what's going to happen to my current copywriter? She's going to be in over her head. So now is the time to bring on another copywriter, get her acclimated, get her into our systems and our processes and how we do things so that everyone's in a rhythm when the business yeah. begins to increase. Absolutely. And, you know, for everyone who believes in, you know, making space and law of attraction, like that's exactly the point of doing that as well. Right. Um, and then, you know, we start small. So people usually think of these really big projects, right? And it's overwhelming to even think about handing over some really big project to a stranger. Mm -hmm. And I stopped and I said, no, like if you just could give something an hour away a day, Where's that hour in your day that just drains you, that you procrastinate, that you're like, oh, if I had to do this, mm -hmm. right? Because the idea is not that you're productive because you do things. The idea is that you're managing your energy and using that in the right way to be productive in the right things. Like if, if getting to inbox zero doesn't like recharge you, but you're right. exhausted, then that's not the right thing. Even if that's what your VA could do and that wouldn't give you energy, then that's not the right job for them. Mm -hmm. But if it was just like one hour a day, you can retain a VA for as little as 10 hours a month. Mm -hmm. It's okay to start small. If right. that one hour that someone else is doing something for you gives you like four or five hours of energy, then that is where we start. And right. it can be super simple. It doesn't matter. But like for me, you know, taking that bookkeeping off my plate, it's not just the time that it took me. It's the time that I didn't want to do it. The bad energy that I had, the procrastination, the worry if I did it right. And then the email that comes back later on that says something's not right here. And you're like, oh, right. Ugh. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's so horrible to even think about. Right. And so for those things, you know, you're thinking that's how I come up with this. The projects, you know, let's not, let's, let's have a trusted partner on board before we do that, but let's just start small. And that again, giving you that energy back, right? I'm training for a marathon. I didn't start by running 14 miles right. every Saturday, right. right? I started two miles, three miles, you know, getting my, my endurance up. Um, and now it's the thing that gives me 
energy. But if I had some mile, 14 mile run on my calendar, I would have been like, oh my gosh, does my kitchen need cleaning? Do I need to clean up my closet? <laughs> right. I think something needs my attention here. Right, it's exactly. Not- it's not running 14 miles. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I agree with that completely. I really like what you're saying about managing your energy. You know, for instance, my VA is doing things like, you know, scheduling social media, setting up blogs on websites, setting up newsletters. Mm-hmm. And when she goes on vacation and I have to step in to do that, it's not that I can't do it because I mm-hmm. absolutely can. I am just like, oh my God, like, I can't stand this. It's just, it's just not something that I enjoy doing. It's, uh, it's tedious. It's boring to me. It's repetitious to me and it drains my energy. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm always grateful when she, uh, she comes back and (laughs) starts taking that over. Yeah, absolutely. And so then, you know, you, you have you, what you want, you, you know, um, what you're looking for, you can say, you know, it'd be nice if this person can grow into this, you know, that's that re- the retention piece. And then the, the next phase is starting to search for that person mm-hmm. specifically. So I see this all the time. I get tagged in these posts on LinkedIn all the time. And it's like, Hey, anyone know of a VA? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think like you're going to get the right match? You're going to be inundated with emails, direct messages, comments, like you need to get specific. And it's Mm -hmm. just what I do when I go out. I, I have people comment all the time on my job descriptions because they're so specific because I'm pinpointing this person. And when you post something out there, Mm -hmm. it should say who you're looking for. What qualities do they have? What makes this person successful? What kind of communication strategy do they have to have? Like how, how, what does success look like? And this often I'm, when I ask it in the consultations, I actually have to preface it now. I say, this next question can seem vague. How do you measure success? Because the client says measure success, that's super vague. What do you mean? And I'm like, okay, well, how do you measure success in your business? And how does the VA know that they're successful? Mm-hmm. If you can't do that, how do you know if you've hired the right person? Right. You'll just be spinning your spinning your wheels. So you enter in those success measures and get really specific on you what you want this person to do, how they're gonna do it, and the expectation of the outcome. And then you'll start to see a lot of people just not commenting as much anymore. And then the ones that you do, they'll say, I have a person. Oh my gosh, you just described so-and-so. You know, you might have someone else tag someone like, oh my gosh, so-and-so, this is you to a T. That's what you're looking for. And this idea that you're just going to post something out and get hundreds of applications is horrible. Do you Exhausting have time and over to go that? Yes, yes. I tell, I do remote work consulting. I do remote hiring for employees. And I have to tell the clients, like, look, this is going to be so specific. We're not going to have hundreds of applications to go through. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? Like, that's a waste of everyone's time. If right. we have hundreds of applications to go through, we do not have the right candidate pinpointed for this role yet. Hmm. The right candidate is out there. Right. 
you have to be specific. And I don't want just anyone for this role. I want the right person right. for this role. I want the person who's excited to show up week after week and year after year. Right. Because it's and the so perfect like, okay, fit for them. Sounds crazy, but okay. And right. you want the same for your VA. Let but me ask you a question. So mm -hmm. the job description, mm -hmm. right? That to me is such an important element of, like you said, like really getting specific about the type of person you're looking for, the qualities of the person, the soft skills that you're looking for, and the more technical skills that you're looking mm -hmm. for. When you're working with clients, do you put that job description together for them or do you require that they come to you with a job description? I put it together for them. If they oh, come wow. to me, I say, I will marry that into mine. But if, if I'm not allowed to write the job description, I won't even do the search. Hmm. That's a bonus right there is for you to write the, <laughs> write the job description because that is more than half the, half the battle. I mean, that is half the battle, right? Of just really getting that job description nailed. So you are, like you said, attracting the right person. So mm -hmm. most people, I would say most coaches probably aren't familiar with writing job descriptions, number one, unless you come from the HR industry. Uh, mm -hmm. So that to me is a huge bonus that you do that for them. Yeah. I mean, the clients love it. Um, and I have had people, you know, just even going through the consultation that say, can I have a copy of this? I'm saying some really great things right now. Um, you know, they've said it's therapy and I do job description editing <laughs> and make it better. So people say, oh, gosh, I just, we're not getting the right candidates. Or we're not getting any candidates. Like, can you help me? Can you rewrite this? And I'm like, sure, you know, let's do it. It's part of the consultation process. You automatically get it. Mm -hmm. And the, like, I see where they're going. I see what they want, but they are not attracting anyone because they're putting forth the most horrible company culture. And I'll give you an sure. example. I had someone who put in their job description that it comes with lunch. You get to take a lunch. <laughs> and I said, are you kidding me? Right. You, you think that someone's legal right to take a lunch is a benefit. Like you're not going to attract anybody. Right. And you and whoever responds to this is going to leave you in a heartbeat. Like they are a desperate person who will take this and then leave you in a heartbeat and burn you on the way out the door. Like right. this is the most horrible thing I've ever seen. Wow. And why are you saying you have great company culture? Like right. you, you have completely lost me. And it's because he had such a bad experience with remote workers in the past, right? That they were trying to cover all their bases. Mm -hmm. And I said, I get it. I get it. But you're not going to be able to cover your bases if what you're putting out is negative. You're only going to get more negative people. If you put out positive things and you're attracting positive people and you're putting in there what you're looking for, mm -hmm. then you will attract that person. Right. Anyone who is not turned off by the fact that you think that lunch is a benefit is no one that you want to work for your company. Right. Right. Let's exactly. Just, you know, that's crazy talk. Right. And so we had to redo everything or like one of the, one of the most overused words in a job description is need needs to be this needs to be that mm. needs this. I mean, every single sentence, it seems like, 
And I'm like, what would it change if you put loves to do this, has a desire, has demonstrated the ability to like, what, it, what would change if you did right. that? So is, is there another phase to this that's phase three? Yeah. And so due diligence in the hiring process is the most skipped when hiring a VA. I am always shocked. So the number of people who hire the first person that they interview mm-hmm. because they have no process and no system, like if you worked for a company, would you do that? No. If you, if someone worked for your company and they hired the first person they interviewed, I mean, would that be acceptable? No. Right. The hiring process takes due diligence, right? You put this job description out, you have people go, you look through every single candidate, you set up interviews, you have questions to ask, you conduct the interviews, you have a second interview if needed, you follow up with their references, you Mm -hmm. conduct a background check for the person that you wish to hire. You have proposals and contracts in place. Like it's a total and complete process. And yes, it does take time. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no, but is your business worth it? Like when people come to me and say, oh, I can't believe it. I just like, what hire one VA that was bad after another? Like, well, did you check their references? No, I looked at their testimonials. Right. Okay, well, do you think someone's gonna put a bad testimonial on their site? Right, right, exactly. Yes. You know, they because oftentimes what people say in the in the references provides insight into lo- working with that person. Right. It, they might tell you, you know, I it was a slow go, but we got we got past it. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's fine. Right. That's fine. That person just may be very meticulous in how they do things. Or they might say, "I wish I had known how much she can do in the beginning. She's not like She's not just this, like she's also able to do this. And I would have, had I known that I would have had her, you know, do that for much longer. Right. Like, right. You know, they'll, they'll share stories and you'll be able to really understand what it's like to work with this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, those kinds of things also give you that confidence so that you don't have buyer's remorse Right. because onboarding can be a rocky process. And I tell clients, it's, it's a process to me and it costs money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to just give up because someone did something wrong. Like you're not perfect. Did you expect this perfect person to come in and be perfect? Right. Like that's the whole reason for onboarding. We're learning each other right now. Right. Like this is what good looks like. Okay. You don't like that. Okay. I won't do that anymore. You like that. I'll make sure to do it all the time. Like mm-hmm. it's this whole process of if no matter how small you think it is, if you like it, say something immediately no matter how small it is, if you don't like it, say something immediately. Right. And, you know, going through that process without, and if you've already done those reference checks, if you've done the background check, you can go forward with more confidence where you lose that is you're not secure in your hiring process because you didn't have one. Right. Right. Yeah. And then really the last phase is that onboarding phase. Okay. Right. It's not, okay, you're working now, you're an assistant, you've been doing this for so many years, have at it. Right. Like, no, mm-hmm. what is our goal for these first 12 weeks together? Where do I want to be at the end of this 12 weeks and work backwards from there? Create a timeline. Answer the questions of like, what is most likely to get me off track? Do I have shiny object syndrome? Mm-hmm. Like, where am I a focused? Right. And understand what that looks like because I'll have clients come back and say, wow, you know, it was so great. She can do so much stuff. And, you know, but here we are 12 weeks later, nothing's completed. 
I'm like, well, that's odd because, right. you know, it was just one thing that you set the expectation for. Tell me all that, you know, the VA's been doing. And they'll say, oh, she did this. And then we had this coming. And I, you know, I had this opportunity. So I had her get on this. And I'm like, okay, well, at what point did you reframe the expectation that since you added so much to her plate, that this thing that you started with was no longer still the focal point? Right, right. And they're like, oh, well, I didn't. But because they get so excited, mm -hmm. right? And they're like, oh, well, you can do this too. Yeah, Please exactly. take this from yeah. me. Like, oh right. my gosh, you know, we, we get along so well. I trust you. Oh, you can do this. Please do this for me. And if you don't have that roadmap and you don't give the VA permission to say, hey, okay, we want to add this to our plate. Like this is going to push our roadmap out. This might take some time. I'm working on this project. Do you want to take me off this project today? You right. only have so many hours that you wanted to budget. We're going to go over budget if, you know, we do this today. Right. And that really helps reframe things. And sometimes the clients will say, let's do more hours. Yes, this is my new project now because this, if I get this, you know, then I'm going to be bringing in way more money. So right. there's not like you can't do something. Mm -hmm. But if we don't know the goal, Again, if we don't know that success measure, if we don't know the expectation, how can we meet it or exceed it? Right, right. But if you're just going in and you don't know where you're going, then like, how do you know if you're ever going to get there? How do you know if this is, is successful? Mm -hmm. How do you know, like, how do you want to get feedback? What, what's, what's the measure of that? And so many people just go in blindly and don't really break it all down and then wonder, is this really worth it? Am I really getting this? Because they haven't followed the steps all the way through. Right. And so they don't really recognize if this is what they want, is it meeting their expectations? Did I make the right decision? I'm just, you know, mm -hmm. I could have been wrong because this is the only person that I interviewed. Right, exactly. Yeah, and I think another piece that is so important during that onboarding process is having systems uh, mm -hmm. and processes in place because oftentimes just because a VA knows how to do, you know, maybe they know how to do client onboarding, for instance, <clears throat> but maybe they've done it in the past for, you know, two or three or four different clients, but your process is different. Um, your mm -hmm. process is different than coach A or coach B or coach C. And so having your processes and your systems documented is so important. Um, I think a lot of times we throw people into our business and if there are not systems and processes in place, you're mm -hmm. going to get all kinds of mistakes and then you're going to be questioning whether or not you made the right hire when indeed it's not really always about whether or not you made the right hire, but whether or not you train properly and whether or not you have the systems and processes in place to effectively guide that person. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And you know, this comes up a lot because, you know, clients will come to me. I'm like, I'm too busy to create processes and systems. I have nothing. Can I hire just VA who will jump in? Absolutely. You will be meeting with that person more and it requires right. much more communication mm -hmm. and it requires the right type of communication. So there's when you're doing that, there's not a lot of, hey, how are you today? Hope you had a great weekend. Like, hey, by the way, I noticed that this thing was this, but I actually like it like this. Like, you're not going to be able to do that. 
So you're going to need someone in most cases who you can just like Slack or text or Voxer or however you like to do it. That says, Hey, um, on this one, let's change this. Let's do this. And someone who's okay with doing that. Mm -hmm. Right. Like when I hire someone, it's typically for something that I haven't done before. I, I don't do it. Right. So I don't have a process and system. I'm actually hiring you to create a process and system mm -hmm. for me mm -hmm. based on how I like to run my business. So please be prepared to jump in and right. do it and know that you're going to create this for me. Because if you go on vacation, if I'm working late night, because I'm about to go on vacation one day, like, you know, I don't want to have to be like, where's everything now? Right. What, you know, what's this? Uh, I'm, I'm famous for having ideas, like, you know, at times when things are already queued up. So I, I don't want to go in and say, Hey, by the way, I just had another idea. Can you make this one small change? Right. You know, I just like to go in, you know, and be able to do that. And so I can't do that if I don't know, but you know, there's so many tools that weren't available years ago that you can do now. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes that's like just jumping on with someone and doing a screen share. Sometimes it's loom videos. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, you and have to be whole, prepared Yeah, that's that. like, a, exactly. I mean, and it's a whole nother topic, which I will mm -hmm. definitely be doing a podcast episode on systems and processes and the importance of that. But um, mm -hmm. I, I just think it's important to at least note it because, yes. you know, it's just mm -hmm. something that whether your VA is helping you create them or you have them created maybe from a previous VA or a previous OBM or whatever. It's just important. It makes the process so much smoother when you mm -hmm. have that uh, in place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, the 80, 80, 20 rule um, and uh, organized chaos and everything. There's, even if you're a person who says I have no process or system, you have a processor system. Mm -hmm. I will promise you and I will find it. Right. Um, there is a method to everyone's madness. You may not know it because that's just the way you operate and it works for you. But the right person will be able to come in and recognize that and understand it um, and start to create that. But right. absolutely, we all have our own business working algorithm. Yes. It may, be, it may have the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, but I can tell you they're in there. Right. So tell me a little bit about if a, if a client is looking to work with you, kind of what mm -hmm. is the process of getting in touch with you and kind of what do they go through to get started? Sure. So clients will email me, they'll fill out my website contact, they might um, text me, <laughs> might give me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm pretty open to client communication. Um, I like to make it real easy because I know some people, you know, they're like doing this on the fly. It's sure. kind of like, you know, they're like calling just all the plumbers down on the list. Like I have five minutes, who can I contact and who can I get a hold of right now? Right. Um, so I try to make myself available to them. And then from there, we'll schedule a consultation. Um, they'll just use my calendar or let me know when they want to book it. And then the consultation is $300 and they don't have to show up prepared for anything. Okay. I will ask all the questions. I'll do all the work. Cause that's usually when people say, well, what do I have to do to get prepared for this? Mm -hmm. And the first thing I tell everyone is I don't give my clients homework, whether you come in and know, I know exactly the type of VA I need, or you come in and say, I have no idea but I know I need one. Mm -hmm. Everyone comes to the same place. It's, okay. It all starts with that consultation. 
I will ask a series of questions that's been proven to help me determine who this person is, how they're going to have the greatest impact on your business and how you're going to retain this person in the future. And then I will write a job description that both attracts the right VA and deters the wrong VA from applying. Okay. And then they'll have that within 24 business hours. And for some clients are like, great, this is everything I didn't know I needed to know. They'll take my workbook and go out and hire a VA on their own. But the majority of my clients would say, you know, I don't have the time to get this right. I cannot afford to get this wrong. Please do this for me. And then I will take over from there and do a complete and total match. I will take care of the reference checks, background check. Um, like doing the interviewing and everything. Yeah. 90 day like the guarantee. Initial, the initial interview and then they interview, I'm sure, with the client. Correct. Right. Okay. Correct. I give the clients questions to ask. It's a complete done for you service. And um, from the time that I start to the time that the client is interviewing is five business days. On that sixth business day, the the client has candidates to review and I can start setting up interviews. Wow. That's quick. That's really quick. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So any free resources you want to share uh, with coaches today that would be helpful for them? Yes, I'm sharing the PVA Interactive Hiring Workbook. This okay. details my complete process. So okay. I'm going to walk you through it. It's interactive. You can type right in there, put in everything that you want. You're going to, I'm going to ask you all the questions. It's a speed read. If you don't want to read the whole book, I get it. Like my mission is just to make sure that everyone who wants the opportunity to hire a right VA has the opportunity to do so, whether or not you hire me. I, I leave nothing out of, <laughs> of the process That's cool. um, and I provide my resources in there of, you know, the services I use as well. Okay. So awesome. that is my gift to everyone. Um, you are welcome. I've heard from hundreds of people that it is completely and totally comprehensive and they felt so confident to be able to hire the right VA and many have done so. I've had some people that say they even use it in their, in their companies. Wow. Um, they have to tweak some things for legality for hiring right. employees, but they said it's so comprehensive that it lets them really, really know who this person is and get excited about hiring the right person. Awesome. So I will definitely uh, post a link to that in uh, the show notes. And is there anything else that you want to share as kind of our closing? Yeah, I'm actually starting a new program. Um, it's a hybrid approach. So okay. a lot of my clients are not DIYers. They're like, please do this for me. I do not have the time to get it right. I can't afford to get it wrong. But um, there are a lot of other individuals out there that say, you know, I feel really comfortable. I do have the time. I just want a little bit of your, your guidance along mm -hmm. the way. I don't have a lot of VAs in my network. Can you, know, can you assist me with that? And so I've just started this hybrid approach. So okay. it's still working with me. It's a 90-minute session. Um, I still write the job description. I send it out to them and then just walk them through the process. And you know, they're, I'm basically on call okay. <laughs> for them when they, they need me. And um, eventually it'll be more of an online course. But right now I'm excited that, you know, I still get to work with people because I'm still figuring out the DIY mind. Sure. Um, I'm not a DIYer. So um, yeah, so I would love to have people who think, you know what, I think I can do this on my own, but you know, I just want the game plan. Um, love to, to speak with you as well. Okay. Perfect. That sounds awesome. I would think that that would work for a lot of coaches, especially new coaches that mm -hmm. um, are kind of maybe at that, 
I don't know, $75,000 uh, mark or so, and they're ready to uh, get their first hire in, maybe 50, 75,000, um, mm -hmm. and they want to do it, do it themselves. So thank you so much, mm -hmm. Melissa, for everything you shared today. It was extremely, extremely helpful. And uh, yeah, I just appreciate you being here. Well, thanks so much, Laura. It was my pleasure. Okay, take care. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thanks for listening to the Boosting Business Breakthroughs podcast. Want to hear more business breakthrough ideas? I'll be back next week with a new episode to help you grow your coaching business. If you enjoyed listening, make sure you subscribe, leave us a rating, and tell all your coach friends where to find us. Head over to boostingbusinessbreakthroughs.com to learn more. Thanks for listening. And remember, your next business breakthrough is waiting for you.